Hey guys, welcome to Southwest Ohio's Full Court Press and our uh, inaugural podcast here. As you know, we've been posting over the last couple of weeks going to various games here in the southwest region of Ohio, uh, the Dayton-Cincinnati area. Uh, and today we're going to be uh, kicking off our podcast um, with a fly into the hoop preview. Um, I've got with me today uh, my partner in crime, Tony Peters. Tony, say hi to everybody. How's it going, guys? Thanks for joining in today. Yeah, so uh, Tony and I really had this uh, this idea this past summer uh, before the the high school basketball season really got started here in Ohio. Um, you know, Tony, tell them a little bit about what you do with, with Prep Hoops Ohio and your background there. Well, for the past two years with Prep Hoops, I've been covering the Dayton area, uh, like Sessa, uh, going to different games, covering games, uh, finding specific players and following them, doing recruiting reports, whatnot. Really just bringing attention to Southwest Ohio when it comes to high school basketball because, I mean, I'm sure, Seth, you can agree, there is a lot of talent, not just in Dayton, but Southwest as a whole. Yeah, and I mean, and even just the whole state of Ohio, which is what makes Dayton so unique and what makes Flying to the Hoops so unique is that, uh, you know, even in a small little Midwest city like Dayton, you know, we get the number two national basketball showcase in the nation coming okay. here every year. Um, oh, yeah. So we're, we're really lucky to have that. Um, you know, for those of you that don't know about Flying to the Hoop, uh, it got started a number of years uh, here in Dayton. Uh, you know, p players and teams that have come here have come from all over the country, you know, as far away as California and Florida, mm -hmm. um, bringing them to play local powerhouse teams uh, from around the area with, you know, even some of those teams being victorious in a couple uh, instances. I know the first time I was there was, what, three, four years ago? 20, when uh, 2015 when Wayne, Wayne upset Finley Prep. Yeah, Wayne took out Finley Prep. So that was that was huge. And you get to see a lot of those guys who are in the NBA now who have, you know, who are alumnus of Flying to the Hoop. I know the first one that comes to my mind is is Andrew Wiggins. Oh, yeah. Um, but also now we've seen a, a, quite a few of the other ones. Josh Jackson playing in Phoenix. Mile Bridges playing uh, for the Charlotte Hornets, right? Absolutely. And then also, too, just going back a little further, you got Anthony Davis. Right when he started to come to his prime in his high school career, we all got to see him at flying to the hoop then. So, absolutely. And I think that number is actually up to 46 guys that have gone to the NBA and, I mean, a couple hundred that played Division One basketball. So, this event really is one of the best events in the country, and it really does bring in a ton of amazing talent, that's for sure. I mean, when you've got an event like this that's running, you know, 17 years now strong, I think this is the 17th year, mm -hmm. um, you know, there the list is long and varied uh, in the talent that's come through here, and this year is no different, and it, it might be one of the better years in recent memory. Oh, I mean, they've got, like, 12 five-star players at least, Oh yeah, and then a, a whole another host of four-star and three-star players, um, and, you know, to, to get things really kicked off today, like we just kind of, um, we've been doing some research lately and just wanted to do a preview session. You know, this first episode, we're going to kind of dive into the, the Friday and Saturday games, um, just kind of break them down, you know, give you some guys to look for, uh, you know, maybe some of those kids who might not be household names around the country in terms of recruiting, but, uh, you know, especially with the local teams here that we've seen a lot, you know, sharing with you guys what we found. I know I've gone out to a couple of games on my own uh, so far this season. Uh, Tony, I think you've done the same, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, sir. Uh, and obviously, we've gone to a couple of games together. I try to do like some live tweeting, score updates, um, things of that nature, and we've had a lot of fun with that. I think we're going to keep doing that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and depending on how all of you react to this, uh, you know, trying to shape this podcast into what it's going to be for the future, uh, whether that's in-game previews um, or, you know, potentially down the road doing like a play-by-play call while we're actually at the games. Um, player interviews, try to incorporate that somehow down the road. Uh, but just wanted to start off today, uh, you know, just to see what what you guys out there think about it. Um, so as we go along, you know, if you're listening, comment, uh, you know, like, let us know what you think, what what we've done well, what could go better. Um, but we're really just here to have fun with this. So I don't know, Tony, you got anything to add to that? Not really. Like I said, we're we're looking forward to this and. Definitely, if uh, you want to hear us talk about a specific topic as we continue doing this, or you want us to come out, or you think there's a game that we need to see, then let us know, absolutely. We, we love to just cover as much basketball and as many topics and Dayton as possible. Exactly. I mean, you can find you can find us on Twitter at, at SWOFCP, um, Southwest Ohio Full Court Press, uh, just the first letters of the of the brand name there uh, as we roll forward here direct you know dm us tweet at us whatever that may be you know we certainly keep an eye on that uh, both tony and i have access to that so just let us know what you think uh, with that tony i think uh you want to kind of dive into it here with friday night i think that sounds good to me awesome so uh we you know we got the uh the first matchup here 6 30 friday night to kick this thing off we've got the host school uh, from Kettering, Ohio, Firebirds, uh, the yep. Fairmont Firebirds. And then we've got Crestwood Prep, kind of an intriguing team out of Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, Tony, what what do, you, what do you have from them so far? What do you want to see? Well, there's not a whole lot out there on Crestwood Prep, but just a couple things here. Number one, their, their top player is a guy named Elijah Fisher. And what's interesting about Elijah is he's only 13 years old. He's only an eighth grader. Really, he's an eighth grade. So, yeah, he's playing up with a prep school in Canada with these guys. Um, another intriguing thing is just who their coach is, Roe Russell. I don't know if you've heard his name before. Um, doing some research on him, he's actually a well-known coach in Canada. He uh, started his own AAU team, which has been one of the better programs in the Canadian nation. Uh, and he's actually coached some of the guys like Andrew Wiggins and Corey Joseph over in the AAU circuit. So he's got a lot of exposure. He's got a lot of talent. And he's worked with a lot of great kids. So you gotta you got to believe especially with a prep school, that they're going to have a lot of talent when they go against the Firebirds on, on Friday night. Yeah, no, I think uh, Flying to the Hoop kind of shows up on their website here, has him at a – he's a five-star recruit out yeah. there. But just as an eighth grader, a 13-year-old, that'll that'll certainly be interesting there. Any other specific notes? Have you been able to find any, you know, game film or study on him? Not much. Like I said, there's really not much out there on Crestwood Prep. They're a newer, a newer school, so this might be a first chance for a lot of people to get a look at the, the Canadian – Young program. Well, that'll be very cool. Um, and then obviously, you know, a lot of you around here will know, uh, you know, Kettering, Fairmont, uh, Firebirds, you know, last year, you know, they put up a couple of really good games in past years, kicking this thing off. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole school here at Trent Arena uh, kicks off the weekend. I know coming from last year, they've lost a lot of seniors. Certainly uh, Jack Hendricks, uh, their number one player from last year, will certainly be missed. Mm-hmm. Along with, uh, I think, Cade Morgan and, and Dylan Crutchfield were were some big names last year that are yeah. going to be missed. But it's not without people to replace them. I know the two biggest names uh, that people around here will be from, be familiar with will be, you know, number zero, Ryan, Ryan Hall, their, uh, one of their senior guards. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kellen Bakanek, another 6'4 senior guard. Uh, you know, Kellen's their highest returning scorer. 
He's, I think he's averaging up around 17 and a half uh, points per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, decently good three-point shooter when I watched him against uh, Springfield here uh, just last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he had a struggle that night, um, but certainly when, when he's going and when Ryan gets involved, <clears throat> you know, Ryan's really leading him in scoring this year. Uh, just up actually over 20 points per game. I think he's fifth in the G walk in scoring this year. Yeah, and he's been in, he's been top five all year, so he's been doing it consistently for sure. Exactly. He's had multiple 20 point outings this year. Um, another intriguing player to look for as, as we go on here, uh, number four, Andre O'Daniel. A little six foot guard. Uh, he's a junior. He's had a couple of double digit games this year. Um, when Again, when I watched him play Springfield earlier, um, earlier this month, he actually was the one who came out. I got most of the scoring going on a night where it was just a struggle for the Firebirds. But um, certainly I think they've got enough talent to hang with, uh, you know, with Crestwood Prep. We don't know a ton about him, but it should be an intriguing matchup to kick off the night, wouldn't oh, you say? Absolutely. I remember la- and you remember last year, I think they uh, Mother Nature was a little rough on us, but I'm pretty sure they were beating Spire Academy out of Geneva up in mm-hmm. Cleveland. So, I mean, these guys are proven in the past. Like you said at the beginning there, they are definitely – uh, no stranger to hanging with some tough teams. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. And then obviously, you know, as we move move through that game, obviously it's always an exciting way to kick off the weekend. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, you know, Ryan, uh, Hor- Eric Horseman does a very good job of scheduling uh, some national powerhouse matchups for that Friday night mm-hmm. uh, for the nightcap there, the 8-15 game. We've got IMG Academy out of Florida, and then we've got the uh, the always popular Huntington Prep team uh, out of West Virginia. Yep, yep. <laughs> you excited for that one? Oh, absolutely. That, that honestly might be the one game this entire weekend that I'm looking forward to most, and that's just on Friday night. Yeah, and I mean that, and that that game is going to be absolutely loaded with talent. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, when talking about Huntington Prep, you know, the most notable news uh, from last year coming into this year was the the Sydney Ohio Ohio native Andre Gordon who had actually transferred to Huntington Prep, played with them on their prep circuit uh, for most of the summer, but then shortly before the school year started, he actually transferred back into Sydney. It was huge news for sure. Big news. Uh, not quite sure what happened there, but certainly we're, uh, you know, we're not disappointed that, that Andre's back in the area. He's been putting on a show up there in Sydney. I know I think they're, they're rolling through the G-Walk pretty, at a pretty strong pace right now. Absolutely. <clears throat> I think they'll certainly be battling uh, Trotwood and Springfield coming down the stretch here. Uh, but not to worry, this team still has a ton of firepower. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, just off uh, just off the top, you've got uh, Jamin Brakefield. Uh, dude is a stud out of the, class, the 2020 class, so a junior. You know, 17.5 points a game, uh, shooting 50% from the field. Dude is long, super athletic. He is a high flyer, so he should get the rim rock and to kick off uh, our packed showcase here and really get you know the famous call goes, you know, that's and that's why they call, call it, it flying to the hoop. hoop. Uh, so that'll be a really, I think he'll be a, a big kid to watch. You know, five star uh, athlete, you know, six eight forward, mm-hmm. uh, again, great size. Another huge news, um, number two Ohio recruit uh, Zach Loveday. Actually, just transferred into Huntington oh, really? Prep. Did you hear? Had you heard about that? I had not. That's that is huge. Yeah, absolutely. he's he's a big seven foot center. Uh, actually, just transferred out there, and they actually expect him uh, to start playing right away. So he's a, he's a big lefty who can handle the ball. You know, he passes well out of the post, cleans everything up around the rim. So I think he's really just going to take 
take this already packed Huntington prep squad to the next level. Absolutely. A couple other guys to watch for in this one from Huntington prep. You've got AJ Hoggard. Um, again, he, he's had the, the team high output. He had a 32 point game earlier this year. Also keep an eye on JT Thor, uh, and Jimma got Uh, hasn't scored a whole lot this year. Uh, but he is a springy guard, six foot guard, again, a junior, um, but he's actually hit ESPN on some top 10 highlights recently. Oh, yeah. He had a few uh, behind-the-back dunks and got a couple between-the-leg dunks off actually in-game. He was on, I think he had the number four spot on uh, on the top 10 a couple of weeks ago. So certainly in warm-ups, watching these guys warm up and then you know transitioning into the game, they're always a fun team to watch. Oh, oh yeah. You know, what, do you got, what do you got on IMG coming out of Florida to face them? Well... Just for starters, before I even get into the personnel, this team is the number three ranked team according to Max Preps, and this was as of Friday. So this team undefeated, one of the by far one of the top high school programs in the country. It'll be a great matchup for that Huntington Prep team that every year at Flying to the Hoop always shows us why they are one of the top teams as well. Number three nationally? Nationally, that's Wow, right. that'll be exciting. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just, just starting from the top with IMG, you got uh, Josh Green. He's a 6'6 shooting guard, sharpshooter. He's committed to Arizona, playing for Sean Miller's squad. Uh, Armando Bacot, he's a North Carolina commit. Big 6'10 center, really dominates the glass. One of the better shot blockers. Great, great player. You say he's committed to North Carolina, isn't uh, he? Yes, yep. And and this is another one of their seniors. They have another senior by the name of Jeremiah Robinson Earl. He's going to Villanova. Uh, he's a power forward, 6'9". And what's intriguing about those three is they're ranked on ESPN. They're all in the top 40 in the class of 2019. All in the top 40, wow. So you've got three guys just in the top 40. On one team. On one team. All, and, all five-star guys all committed to major D1 schools. Mm-hmm. Certainly going to be a... And, and it gets better. They've got another kid by the name of Terrence Shannon Jr., another 2019. He's also a top 100 player at ESPN. He's uncommitted at the time. He's got offers from Louisville, Texas Tech, and Maryland. So another kid, hopefully we'll be seeing where he goes uh, college-wise soon. But but one thing I really I love about these national and national games is a lot of these kids, the five stars, they're ranked. They're not just ranked by ESPN. You've got Max Preps does their rankings, 24-7 sports, uh, all these different places. And it's always nice to see them play against each other because then that kind of so you kind of start to see these arguments. Okay, he's better than this guy or other way around. So it's really nice. It lets the guys kind of battle each other out and say, okay, I'm, I'm the supreme here. Or I'm the top guy out of, out of all, everyone. You get to see how that talent actually matches up against talent that they're going to see at the next level. Absolutely. Because certainly all these guys will be playing at the next level, uh, but that always brings, you know, a lot of energy and a lot of excitement to Trent Arena. So oh, Friday night, you know, usually kicks off with a bang. I don't think this year is going to be any different. Certainly looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um and then as we get into, you know, the first full day of action comes Saturday morning. I know this is a matchup to kick off, you know, just last year, I think, uh, finding who put together, you know, that Saturday morning matchup. They had, This is the second year that they're kicking it off with uh, with a power-packed uh, ladies matchup to kick off the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you being local here, uh, your alma mater's playing in this one. Yep, the Carroll girls undefeated at the moment. <laughs> Uh, they're what number? Number one in Division Two right in Division now. Two, and they're going to be taking on uh, the Minster Girls. They're the number one team in Division Four. Mm-hmm. So we've got two ladies squads here that are packed with talent. Oh, no, uh, what do you, what do you got so far in the Carroll Girls? Well, like we just mentioned, they are the number one uh, team in Division Two right now in the state. 
They're undefeated. They're first place in the GCL North, and they're dominating it. They have just really been blowing through everyone they faced so far. Uh, so far, got a couple non-conference wins over Sheridan and other girls' programs. So you know they're they're taking care of business for sure. Uh, two players I really like from them. One is Julia Keller. She's a junior. Uh, as of Saturday, when I checked, she was second in the GCL in scoring. She's putting up 14 points a game. She's fourth in rebounds. She's got about seven and a half. And then she's second in blocks. She's a low post threat, really strong player. Uh, another one they've got is Ali Stefanik. Uh, she's another junior, I believe. Uh, point guard, you know, one of the best ball passers I've seen probably in a while. You know, great, great vision, great passing ability. And uh, she's also the daughter of one of my old coaches at Carroll, so okay. got to give her a shout yeah, out for sure. <laughs> always, always. And so I, I think that's going to definitely be an intriguing, an, an intriguing matchup with the Minster girls. Mm-hmm. I know you mentioned their their post threat. Uh, you know, Minster actually has a has a post threat of their own. Uh, a six foot senior, uh, Courtney Pregner. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's usually one of the taller girls on the court, being at, at six foot. Uh, plays really well with her back to the basket. A lot of great footwork in the paint. Um, coming out of the post to finish up. She's had multiple double-doubles this year, uh, usually in points and rebounds, but she's had a couple of games where she's also made a big impact on the defensive end, you know, with her height, uh, you know, is, is, a, is a lady who gets a ton of blocks oh, yeah. and uh, really makes her impact felt there. And then there's a couple of guards uh, that really play well off of her, feeding her down into the post. Uh, Damaris Wolf uh, is a senior guard. Uh, she gives a great defensive effort, has a really good shot, had a couple of games where she's hit multiple, multiple threes to go along with uh, Janae Hoying. Uh, she's actually a sophomore point guard, uh, but she's a little smaller, uh, but she's quick, has a lot of really good range. She's the main three-point threat for this Minster uh, ladies squad. But certainly, I think, uh, a great start to day two and for the second year in a row with a really good matchup between uh, two local uh, ladies squads here to kick things off so certainly I know you're going to be tuned into that one uh, watching it closely rooting on your alma mater yeah that that might be the day that I wear my blue Carol polo <laughs> I know I'm supposed to be a little uh down the middle but that day I might be shifting towards my Patriots <laughs> of course I would expect nothing less and then as we get into second game of the day here our uh we get back into the men's action, you know, game number four for the weekend, you know, the one fifteen game. We've got uh, First Love Christian out of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and then we've got another local squad in uh, Xenia, Ohio. Yep. <clears throat> I know certainly you're going to be paying attention to uh, Samari Curtis, correct? One of my favorite players in the Dayton area. Yep, he's a uh, high scoring is, is definitely a one word to use for him. He's putting up 32 points a game and leading the GWAC right now. Excellent score. I was just say he's got a lot of firepower. He had a pretty good game last year mm-hmm. at finding the hoop, if I remember against correctly. Against Old Liberty, yep, playing against Ben Roderick, yeah, heck of a heck of a player. Yeah, and he uh, so I think a little bit of a hometown rivalry here. He had initially committed to University of Cincinnati, and then decommitted, mm-hmm. and then committed to. Xavier. Oh, wait, Xavier. I'm sorry. Other no, way other way around. I'm sorry. He had Xavier. He had Xavier, and now he's committed to UC. Yep, so. And those teams have enough bad blood as it is. Yeah. I, I can only imagine what it's going to be like when, when Samari gets over down to UC <laughs> next year and and they come up against that Xavier squad. I imagine there's going to be a little bit of uh, heads button there. Uh, but he's, he's a tough kid. He'll be able to handle it, that's for sure. Anybody else really to watch out for from that Xenia squad? Personnel-wise, not really. Uh, the Buccaneers haven't really been 
playing as where we expected. They're six and five, which I mean it's above five hundred. And when you look at who they've lost to, they lost to Walton Verona out of Kentucky. They've got a kid <coughs> right now, top five in the state, committed to Xavier. Only lost by eight to them. Trotwood, well Trotwood. We blew, know we all know Trotwood. Trotwood blew them out by thirty five. Um, also have losses against Fairborn, Miamisburg, and Sydney. So a little underperforming from what you would have expected to start the season. Yeah, but at the same time, if you're a local, if you especially if you follow local basketball, you know Fairborn and Miamisburg have been playing pretty good to start the year. And, and then obviously Sydney with yeah. Andre Gordon coming back certainly got a. Got a lift in in what we expected from them this season. Absolutely, and they're going up against First Love Christian out of Pennsylvania. Uh, not a team that either of us have seen before, um, but I think they certainly have a lot of talent to bring to it. One of the most intriguing matchups for this one uh, is going to be um, DJ Gordon. He's a six six forward uh, junior, three star forward. Uh, going up against Samari, I'm imagining they're going to be paired up against each other. Oh, uh, DJ was somewhat unheralded to begin the season, uh, but he's been slowly gaining interest with a lot of really good play recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a long, athletic guard uh, that he uses that length and athleticism on both ends of the court. Um, so again, I think that'll be an intriguing matchup to see how he how he matches up against Samari and if he can put any pressure on him to try to keep that scoring uh, ceiling down. Well, let me ask. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, from your analysis, how good of a scoring team is First Love Christian? That, I mean, they seem to be all right. They've got a couple of other guys. Isaiah Wilson, he's a smaller guard. Uh, but for a, for a smaller guard at 5'11", he is a fearless attacker. Mm-hmm. He drives often, finishes around the rim really well with either hand um, and, and great vision to really kick it out uh, when the D collapses. And he's got a three-point threat. Uh, on his wing there with him, uh, a senior shooting guard, J.J. Eubanks. Um, kid has a lot of range. I mean, next level range. Um, does from time to time put it on the floor to drive by uh, defenders who try to close out too quickly. Um, but his strength is certainly that catch-and-shoot game uh, coming from Isaiah and then moving that ball around between the three of them. Those are their three big stars. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as scoring output, I mean, it, it's really going to depend on on, on what First Love Christian team comes up. You know, some of the scores I've seen from them, it seems like when they get rolling, they can put up some points. Mm-hmm. But if shots aren't falling, just like any other night, I mean, it, they're just like any other high school team. Sometimes they can put it together, sometimes not. Well, especially to beat Xenia this year, it seems like you're going to have to just outscore them and, and outscore Samari because they're averaging 70 a game, but they're also giving up 70. Yeah, so certainly, again, another really intriguing ma- intriguing matchup. So I'm very, I'm very excited to see that that DJ Gordon Samari Curtis matchup. Absolutely. And then another uh, moving into that fifth game of the day, the three o'clock slate, uh, we've got Owen Tangy Liberty in Centerville, Ohio. You know, locally, I've got a little bit of allegiance here to Centerville, <laughs> like you do to Carroll. Not my alma mater, but uh, certainly have a lot of family and friends around here uh, that pay attention to to Centerville basketball. Uh, we got out there to see them take on Springboro to start off the year, I think, on opening weekend. A mm-hmm. um, little bit of a rough showing, but, I mean, first game of the year. So yeah, they still came away with the win against Burrow. Absolutely. So, uh, still was a great game. Um, you know, their most intriguing player, uh, number five, Mo Najai, uh, you know, big 6'9 forward uh, junior. But as much as he is the most heralded kid on this team might also be the biggest question mark. Mm-hmm. I know when, when we watched him, he certainly has the size and the ability to dominate most matchups. That he's going to come across in the G walk, 
But I think me and you both realized there was a lot. He was still really raw in terms of a lot of the technical skill uh, that he brings to the table. I mean, he's got the athleticism to do it. No doubt. Uh, but certainly the, that, the other question mark is comes to kind of some of his effort. I know we watched him a couple of times. Uh, you almost couldn't tell if if he wanted to be out there from time to time. He was a little bit passive. Mm-hmm. Certainly have seen him, you know, we saw spurts in that game where, you know, he was really determined. And when he was that way, there wasn't really anybody that could stop him in terms of getting boards or, you know, even if he missed a close shot, getting his own rebound and putting it right back up. Uh, so I think... <clears throat> And this matchup against Stolen Tangy Liberty, another good team out of Columbus. Oh, yeah. You know, we want to see the we want to see you know number five show up uh, and really put a, a full game together in terms of effort. Obviously, you've got uh, number three Matt Pierce, uh, their number one scoring threat. You know, he's averaging just shy of twelve points a game. You know, forty two percent shooter from three, but he's the calm, cool leader that keeps the Centerville squad centered along with his partner in crime out there on the wing, Ryan Marshall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we mentioned Huntington Prep as that that squad on Friday night. Um, you know, he's actually going to be playing a, a post-grad year with them next year after he leaves Centerville here. Right, yeah. um, so, again, a couple guys to, to look out for there, Pierce, Najai, and then Marshall um, as they get going. What do you got on uh, Olentangy Liberty? Uh, currently, they are 10-2. and two. They have... Uh, one of those losses came against Cincinnati Taft, one okay. of the, the number one team AP poll in D2, and they only lost by a point, and it was their first game of the year. So okay. definitely not a bad loss. Uh, they went down, all, the Patriots also went down to a holiday tournament, I believe it was in Tennessee, and lost to Christian Brothers out of Tennessee. So besides that Taft game, they've won every matchup they've played in Columbus. And one thing with this Patriots team is they play in the Ohio Capital Conference, which, uh, you know, you got Hilliard Bradley, who's also playing in this tournament, is in that conference. This is the very next game of the day, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they play against very good competition in Columbus. Obviously, sure. Pick Central along with oh, them. Pick North's in that conference, too, yep. So, um, their, their, their big name to know is Ben Roderick. He's a senior. He's averaging 30 points a game. He's 6'6". Six, six. Uh, he plays on the wing, but, I mean, he's shown he can play inside and out. As I say, I know last year he certainly – he had a really good game last year at flying to the hoop. Yeah, and and I'm actually intrigued to see uh, with him if he'll be the one guarding Mo when they play Centerville because, I mean, he's he's physical. He plays physical for sure. So mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be a, a heck of a matchup. Uh, Olin Tangy Liberty, two of their wins that really struck me, they beat Gehenna Lincoln 75-62. That's probably the, uh, the one team that would challenge them in the OCC. Uh, another one, they played Wayne. I don't know if you knew this. They, they played really? Wayne. They beat Wayne 80-57. to So, And just to put that in a comparison, Centerville also played Wayne, and uh-huh. Centerville lost 47-41. They're saying, and Wayne, Wayne took out Trotwood just after uh, – just after Christmas, they're on like the twenty eighth. Yeah, so so I'm not sure if that's a an up and down win <laughs> thing or or maybe a good uh, Owen Tangy Liberty squad coming out here. Yeah, and another name real quick just to throw out there, Nick Nikasian. He's a six foot three guard. He's just another senior. Uh, overall, just a great player, especially on the offensive end. He'll be another name to watch in that matchup. Okay, so certainly we've got uh, got some some clashes here going on. Obviously, that that Columbus Dayton. Uh, face off here mm-hmm. and then coming up after that i know you mentioned hillier bradley 
uh, one of those other in-conference squads from over in Columbus. Mm-hmm. Uh, same conference as All Intangible Liberty, but they're going to be taking on Oak Ridge out of Florida. <laughs> and this is one that, that I'm personally excited for. Oh, yeah. Uh, number one kid to watch in this matchup from Oak Ridge, C.J. Walker. Dude is 6'9". Uh, he's a senior, five-star guard, number 20 in the ESPN rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, just recently signed with Oregon. Uh, okay. Flying to the Hoop didn't have that up here. Um, but the dude is a high flyer. Um, we'll get that, and that's why they call it Flying to the Hoop, oh, coming man. often throughout this one. Uh, but Walker can score from anywhere on the court. He is a problem to guard, uh, whether that's you know pulling it up from beyond the arc, uh, dribble drive to the basket, even back to the basket, uh, dude's game is the definition of complete. Uh, and then going along with another kind of guard, guard forward combo, uh, Niven Glover, yet another high flyer on this Oak Ridge squad. Uh, he and Walker are gonna make this this a fun game to watch. Uh, Glover's actually he's thrown back. He's thrown down a couple between the legs. Uh, one in particular was a, a between the legs 360 dunk in a game. Again, number one, another one of those Sports Center top ten highlights from a high school squad making it up there amongst you know all the college and NBA highlights that are going on. So if there's one thing to say for this game is look out below. Yeah. This Oak Ridge team is going to make this an extremely fun matchup. They've got a they've got a pretty talented squad in Hilliard Bradley that they're going to be facing off against, right? Yep, they're, it's their the Jaguars are undefeated uh, right now. They're the number five team in the Division One AP poll by the OHSAA. <coughs> they are led by their junior guard Matt Alaco. Uh, he's averaging sixteen points a game. Taller guard, I think he's about six two or six three, if I remember correctly. Uh, he's just having a breakout year. He's really been putting his name out there as one of the better players in the Central Ohio. Um, definitely gonna be a D1 player one day. One of their, they will be without their uh, their sophomore forward Jack Pugh. Jack is, I'm I'm not sure what the injury was, but uh, I had a source to let me know he's likely out the rest of the season with an injury. Oh man! So that's gonna be he probably would have been one of the big defenders against that those high flying Oak Ridge guys. So that's gonna be uh, hard for them to to counter with, but. This Bradley team's been flying to the hoop before, and they always seem to find a way to, to compete with whoever they face. So that shouldn't be a challenge at all. So good, good matchup here, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I mean, I, I personally think that these guys have have the potential. They beat Springfield, local okay. team, forty four yeah. thirty eight uh, earlier in the year. Uh, out of Central Ohio, they've always beat. They've excuse me, they've already beaten Thomas Worthington and Walnut Ridge, two of their better wins in the season. I'm just looking to see how they defend that Oak Ridge team. You know, will they come out in a zone? Will they try to match up man to man? So, if they fly like you said they will, then that zone might be their best that option. Might be the best way to go, but certainly we'll see. Um, and obviously, as we then move, we're moving kind of to that later slate of Saturday games here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Eric Horseman and and the flying to the hoop, the whole squad there always try to give us the the action packed nightcap. So we've got two games here, uh, the six thirty slot. Again, we've got Huntington Prep coming back for a second game. Uh, they seem to be one of the teams year in and year out that are always down to come in. And when they're going to be here, they're going to play play two games. Uh, and this year they're playing two national games. You know, they played IMG 
Friday night. Mm-hmm. And Saturday night, they're going to be taking on uh, Bella Vista Prep out of Arizona. So we've covered Huntington Prep a little bit already, but what do you got on Bella Vista? Well, if you, you talked about Oak Ridge having some guys that can fly. Uh, I know you showed me the video of Terry Armstrong, Bella Vista's yeah. guy. He... He, uh, in a dunk contest, was was throwing down some absurd uh, 360s in between the lane dunks, too. So, uh, like we said, that's why they call it flying to the hoop, and and he's going to show us, that's for sure. (laughs) Certainly. That'll be an intriguing matchup against uh, Jamin Brakefield. I'm going to imagine, you know, those those two big forwards, 6'8", from Brakefield here. And I think think Armstrong's right up there uh, with him. So that's going to be... Insane. Who else is Bella Vista bringing to the bring to the playground here? Uh, they got another guy, Addison Patterson. He's one of the uh, he's a five star kid as well on ESPN. Uh, another just big name there. Something with uh, Bella Vista too. They are they went down the Chick Fil A Classic, which is one of the bigger holiday tournaments in the U.S. And they won the whole thing. It's mostly a bunch of national teams and some prep schools. <coughs> so they won that uh, last USA Today team rankings. They were ranked twentieth. Um, and, and really another thing I'm, I'm looking, I'm really looking to in this matchup, it will be with Huntington prep. It's their second game. And it's after back-to-back night. So for me, it'll be, how does Huntington prep, uh, how are they, are they going to have the, 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 the matchup after a tough game with IMG? Cause you got to believe IMG is going to definitely be beating them up, making them play, High octane basketball. And so we'll see how well they can they can come back and kind of maintain uh, that flow from from Friday night. Absolutely. Then uh, our nightcap here on Saturday night, we get another uh, reoccurring guest here at Flying to the Hoop with prolific prep coming out of California, uh, matching up against uh, one of the better teams in Ohio and in Springfield. Um, I know we. I've seen Springfield play a couple of times, mm-hmm. um, and obviously Pro Prep has talent year in and year out. Uh, you know what? What are the Wildcats going to bring to the party from Springfield? Well, one of our favorite guys to watch so far this year, Raheem Moss, the six Ooh. foot four guard. He's got seventeen points, eight rebounds a game, and he is just an animal by far. Uh, Kid's got it all. He's super strong. Uh, you look at his highlights. The guy loves to play above the rim. But he's not afraid to shoot on the outside or even beat you off the dribble if need be. And I was gonna say, and he's got quite a cast around him too. Yeah, you've got Jalen Minnie there on the backcourt. You got Larry Stevens and David Sanford as well. Really, they a lot of their talent comes on that on that backcourt. Uh, that's really where they bring the uh, most of the bread to the table with with a suffocating defense to match. Oh my goodness! I mean that that three four. I know. I don't know if have you if you've seen them play recently, but these guys go into a lockdown three-quarter press mm-hmm. that absolutely smothers teams mm-hmm. and and Sanford and Moss uh, along with uh, Stevens and many like to use their athleticism and length to get in those get in those passing lanes get out on the break where they're always looking to throw it up to Raheem mm-hmm. uh, for those high-flying dunks absolutely. so and I'm, I'm hoping for a win here uh in the last AP poll, Springfield was not ranked. They were in the also ran category, so <coughs> I wouldn't mind seeing them get a win against, against that a, good a national prep powerhouse and in pro prep. Bump them up because they definitely are, in my opinion, one of the better teams in in Division One this year. Yeah, and, and pro prep, I mean, no stranger to the game here at Flying to the Hoop. Uh, they always bring a, a high flying squad with them. You know, uh, Gary Trent Jr. from a couple years ago was on this squad. Uh, last year, it was. It was the uh, the six three point guard Namari Burnett 
uh, from Pro Prep. He was a lot of fun to watch last year. He was named to the, the Flying to the Hoop All-Star team uh, with a couple of outstanding performances. The kid's got game from all over. He's got a great shot. He finishes with the best of them around the rim. And they added a couple other, uh, couple other guys to their squad this year. Uh, number 33, Coleman Hawkins. He's a 6'8 forward uh, junior, uh, along with Namari Burnett. You know, the squad's got some experience, but they're also still got a year or two left. Most of these guys are juniors. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hawkins is a, is a long, lanky kid who handles the ball really well, uh, passes very well for his size, uh, has a decent shot, can step out, but his game is in and around the rim. Uh, really pairs up well with uh, uh, Burnett's game from the outside. Uh, and then they've got another kid, uh, 6'4 guard, Zach Harvey, and dribble drive is his game. Um, does have a good outside shot to help keep guys honest, but when you think of a strong athletic guard, he is it. He's really flashy, uh, finishes with style, and I, I think this squad, along with the squad that, that Springfield's going to put out here, is, is really going to keep all eyes on the court in this one. Absolutely. You know, guys, I think... Uh, in wrapping up here, hopefully uh, we're breaking this down into two segments. So we we broke down Friday and Saturday here in our next episode. Uh, we're going to take a look at uh, the back half of the weekend, the Sunday and Monday matchups. Still tons of local schools, local talent, along with that national talent. Um, hopefully you guys have enjoyed this first episode. I know I have. Oh, me, I, absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward already to that, that second session here. I know, and we're getting getting down to the last couple of days before we get to kick this weekend off. Um, so as we get this out there, you know, again, listen, give us a DM us, you know, tweet at us, let us know what you think, uh, you know, and as we move along in the season, you know, those, those premier games to go see, um, players to look for, you name it, you let us know and, and we'll respond. You know, I think I've had a ton of fun with this first episode, Tony. Oh yeah. Uh, it's, I think this is going to be a, a pretty fun thing moving forward. Uh, hopefully you guys all think that as well. Um, and join us here next time on our, on our second episode. Again, we'll be breaking down the, uh, the Saturday or the Sunday, Monday episodes uh, and matchups players to watch from that whole fly to the hoop weekend. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. You have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry. Wait a Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back for episode two uh, from Southwest Ohio Full Court Press. Uh, episode two of our Flying to the Hoop preview. Hopefully all of you have gotten a chance to check out uh, part one of this, of the Flying to the Hoop preview here. Uh, once again, joined by my partner in crime, Tony Peters. How's it going, everybody? Uh, so we certainly, I know we had fun uh, doing this first episode uh, testing this out. So hopefully everybody out there has gotten a chance to listen to that and give us some feedback. Uh, always feel free again, uh, direct message us, tweet us at Twitter. Again, it's at S W O F C P. Uh, so Southwest Ohio full court press, uh, just the initials there. Um, and certainly as we, we get closer to the weekend here, uh, Tony, you and I will be there the whole weekend. Um, I think we're sitting on, uh, the side, away from the player's bench, so facing the player's bench, mm-hmm. uh, kind of in the middle of the court there. Um, so take a look for us out there. We'll be in our full-court press uh, sweatshirts. Uh, our graphic design assistant, Jennifer Valentini, was was 
generous enough to donate her time to help us design that logo and uh, work with us to help get them uh, onto some outfits for us. So you guys will have to, uh, if you see us, stop by, say hi. Uh, certainly, we're always down to talk talk hoops. Absolutely. Uh, we'll be there the whole weekend. So be on, on the lookout for us there again. Thank you to uh, Jennifer Valentini for that. Um, so, yeah, just diving in. Uh, you know, we did the first episode. We just kind of went game by game, broke down, you know, what we're looking for, players to look out for, um, you know, just some background on the teams that we have. Uh, so just kind of rolling right along. Uh, game number nine, so getting into uh, the weekend here on Sunday. Uh, first thing, Sunday morning, 1130, we've got Taft out of Cincinnati against the uh, Stivers School of the Arts from right here in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. And I know, Tony, you've actually, uh, actually have a couple kids on the team that, that you've worked with before? Yeah, uh, their, their point guard, Trayvon Ellis, I was lucky enough to, I was able to do a recruiting piece on him a year ago. And he's a really great young man, great to talk to. Uh, now, on the basketball court, heck of a player, too. Uh, again, he's a junior right now. He's 6'3", which is great size for a point guard. And really, his name to the game, he's not known to be the, bit, the best scorer. But he really does set up his teammates, and he has got a lot of weapons, especially on the perimeter that he can dish that ball out to. Well, that certainly will be an exciting uh, team to look for. They're going up against the undefeated team out of Cincinnati, Taft. Uh, they're 9-0 overall right now, I believe, coming out of the Cincinnati Metro Division down there. And they're led by their 6-4 forward, uh, junior number two, uh, Nikki Smith. Nikai, I think. Nikai Smith. Uh, Kid's averaging a double-double. He's got just shot, just over 20 points a game, 12.5 rebounds. Um, definitely, he's a three-guard more than a four, or a three-forward rather than a four. Mm-hmm. Um, good lefty. Uh, you know, good to see the Southpaws getting into the game here. Uh, good footwork in and around the paint. Uh, certainly has the speed to drive past bigger defenders, but he does have the ability to post up smaller defenders if they get a mismatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's a kid to watch out for in this one. Uh, along with uh, Christian Stringer, six-two oh, guard senior. It sounds like you might have uh, seen him play before. I saw him play last. I'm sorry, two years ago when he was a sophomore uh, for Taft over at UD Arena in the district. So I haven't got a chance to see him yet uh, since then. But I remember as a sophomore, he was just an absolute animal, <clears throat> especially behind the arc. He was incredible. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, for a 6'2 guard, he certainly has a very strong, sturdy build. He's also a pretty good football player, too. Oh, yeah. A good wide receiver, so he's got really good speed. He uses that frame, that, that strong, um, sturdy frame to take contact well. Um I've seen a couple highlights of him getting out on the break and throwing it down over some guys, so he's certainly got more than enough balance to hang with the guys that fly into the hoop, so he'll be someone else to look for. Um, But then Taft also has two other guys that are averaging in double figures. Uh, So they've got four guys right now that are averaging double figures. Uh, The the two others to kind of round that out are DeMarco Bradley, uh, small guard, only 5'7", but putting up just over 15 points a game. Uh, and then uh, Muhammad Metz, another 5'10 guard, uh, coming off the bench there at just over, just shy of 11 points a game. I think 10.8, roughly. Um, you know, the number one Division II team in Ohio, and it's it's not hard to see why. When you've got, you've got four guys out there who are juniors and seniors all in double figures, 
they're going to be tough to stop. I mean, yeah, you think Stivers, but you think Stivers is more than up to the challenge. I mean, Stivers is eleven and one. They're not, and they're and like, yeah, they really are up to the challenge. They've got. They play in the Dayton City League, which although it may not be as strong this year as years past, it's still physical basketball. Thurgood still, as Thurgood is, usually a talented team. Uh, Dunbar's been, unfortunately, not as great this year. But, like, the Belmonts and the Meadowdales, still physical teams and giving them challenges. But at the same time, the one thing that this stuck to mind to me is Taft is a senior team. They've got a lot of build to them, especially in the backcourt. Stivers, like I said, Trayvon Ellis is a junior. Their other two best players I I know of, Dewan Allen and Allen Lattimore, two guards, they're sophomores. Mm-hmm. So, so it'll really be that experience against yeah. maybe some inexperience from Stivers that could be the difference potentially. Yeah, but <clears throat> like like we said, you know, Stivers is is no stranger. They've been to flying to the hoop in the past. They played uh, a couple years ago and. I'm sure they'll still put up a great challenge, but definitely that Taft team is going to be a, a challenge for them. Definitely. So great game to kick off, you know, Sunday morning. So everybody's going to want to get there early, get in their seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we'll be there, uh, but that should move us right right along into the into the one one fifteen uh, game here. We've got Bucktel against Chaminade Julian CJ. Mm-hmm. You know, I know going to Carroll, you're fairly familiar with CJ. I'm assuming. Yep, Coach Staley is still there. He was there when I played a couple years ago, and he has still got the Eagles playing great basketball. Uh, they are ten and one right now. Some of their wins include they beat Purcell Marion, who's been one of the better <coughs> programs and since the Division Three, uh, beat Alter and beat Fenwick. They've really been a bit of a surprise. I don't think people thought they were going to be as good this year. I mean, again, they're ten and one. They're number six in Division Two in the AP poll, and they've got a senior guard by the name of Milton Gage. He's third in the GCR right now in scoring, eighteen points a game. Fourth in steals with two point three. He really does it on both ends of the floor, and that's what I like about him. Is he's a he's a go getter and he's an aggressive guard. He's not the tallest guy, but he makes up for it in determination. And this Eagles team is going to be, they will beat you with that defense. They're allowing 48 points a game right now, Seth. And, I mean, in the GCL, it's, it's, it's all about the defensive game. So they're, they're getting it done right now. Yeah, so then we've got, uh, on the other side of the court, we're going to have Bucktel coming down, joining us from the, uh, the Akron area, coming out of the Akron City Series. But I know you mentioned their top guard from CJ. He's going to have his hands full. Because mm-hmm. Bucktel's bringing the number two kid in the nation, uh, six foot four shooting guard, uh, freshman, uh, number wow. twenty four, Chris Livingston, uh, mostly and well known. Uh, he, he's kind of considered a, a young phenom right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again nationally, um, coming out of the twenty twenty two recruiting class. He's long, athletic. Uh, he's going to be looking to get to the rim all day long. That is his game. He's explosive, and he lives above the rim. Uh, this kid's going to be elite at the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, LeBron James coming out of that Akron, Cleveland area. <laughs> I know I know LeBron's at least been to see him in person a couple of times and is, has given some, given some talk to him. Uh, you know, some people kind of might be a little early, but they're throwing out a little of the uh, the LBJ air to the game sort of the thing that, that you know, the next king of Akron. Yeah. Uh, potentially, you know, obviously the kid's got a long way to go, but early on in his career, he's looking like he could be the real deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he'll be joined, again, he's 6'4". Um, you know, but Bucktel's bringing some, some more size to the game. Uh, they've got a 6'6 senior, Jonathan King. Uh, who plays very well with Livingston, and then Addison Singletary, a 6'5 junior. Um, 
So they've got a lot of size. Um, I don't know how well CJ's going to be able to handle that size, but certainly they, if they've got a size advantage, might be looking to put some pressure on that CJ defense. Well, that CJ team really does in the backcourt is where they get a lot of damage, not just with Milton Gage. you got Jack Nossie, who's another guard that's more of a sharpshooter. But one name I do want to throw out, he's a sophomore. His name is Dan Nassif. Um Lanky guy, 6'6". He's more of a defensive shot blocker than he is an inside scorer. So you talk Ooh. about this Bookville team having some offensive uh, threats, especially <clears> in the, with their height. I'm interested to see how Nassif plays against that height and see if he's able to uh, contain that and then let the matchup focus on shutting down Livingston more than anything. Yeah. And then moving on again, the, the three, 3 o'clock matchup here in the middle of the day. Uh, we had the Minster girls join us uh, for Saturday morning, or we'll have them joining us for Saturday morning. Minster boys are going to be in town as well, um, or the Min- Minster men, I should say. Um, they're going up against Convoy Crestview. I know uh, a top team uh, in, what is it, Division Four, Tony? They are Division Four. yes. Okay, so again, another really good Division Four matchup here. Yep. Um, you know, Minster's bringing... Quite a bit of height and a lot of experience to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how's that going to pair going up against Convoy? Well, I'll tell you what, Crestview will be up for the challenge. They've got a pair of brothers that have some height on them. Javen Etzler, who's a 2019 Miami, Ohio basketball commit. Okay. He's about 6'4". Again, he's more of a guard, but the guy has got a dagger of a sharpshooter, and he's not afraid to get to the rim. And when he does get to the rim, he's not afraid to throw down. His younger brother is Kalen Etzler. He's a, a sophomore. Uh, I think he's about 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, Still got some growing to do with uh, the bulk, but, I mean, he has shown that he can hang with some of the uh, better post players he's faced so far this year. He's got interest from schools like Ohio State and several other high major schools for that. Uh, they are ranked number three in the uh, AP poll, but I know prephoops.com, we've got them ranked as the number one team. Uh, oh, wow, okay. They've only got one loss, I believe it was to... Archbold, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but the point being is, you know, they are they are a, definitely one of the better teams in Northwest Ohio, and uh, they will be ready for that Minster team. That I mean, and I know you've got a lot on them as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, you talk about size and experience. Minster rolls out their big three. All three are seniors. Uh, in the middle, you've got a 6'9 senior, Gerard Schultz. Um, he's the anchor for this veteran Minster team. He's got a lot of experience, a lot of size. He's a big body in the middle, uh, so I'm going to look for him to create a lot of havoc on the defensive end, but he also uses that size very well to draw a lot of attention uh, to his two other sidekicks here. We've got Jack, uh, Jack Hetbrink, uh, 6'4", shooting guard, again, matching up really well with that size. Really good shooter, really good defender, um, another lefty, little southpaw action going on here. Uses his size, that 6'4", shooting guard size, uh, to get shots off. Uh, but certainly in transition also uses that size to ward off defenders to make sure they finish on the break. Um, and then Mike Kettner, uh, another 6'4", point guard, senior. Uh, he's very distinctive on the defensive end. Uh, gets in a lot of shooting lanes to get out, or passing lanes, I'm sorry, uh, to get this Minster team out on the break. Uh, but then again, another one of a number of shooters on this team. Their game is, their game is to get out on the break early, or to set it up for uh, for Scholes inside, or to kick it out to that three point line. Yeah. So it should be a really good matchup. I know this is one of the better uh, D four matchups from a couple of smaller schools, but uh, 
a lot of talent nonetheless. Well, and then top of that too, Minster really is starting to get things together. They came out real slow to start the year, mm-hmm. and then they've—I believe—they're on a three or four-game winning streak. So they're—they're mm-hmm. they're just now starting to play their best basketball. So yeah, they're really hitting their stride lately. You got to know that if you're Crestview, you got to understand that um, you may have the Etzler brothers, but that—that that Minster team is definitely going to come ready to play. And I think they're more than up to the task. Uh, moving on again, uh, 4:45 slot. We've got Lynnhurst Brush. Coming down from the Cleveland, another team from that Cleveland area, mm-hmm. going up against Winton Woods. I know Brush, they were here last year. Yep. Uh, I think me and you both were really impressed. Obviously, number 23, uh, John Hewley. Uh, big body, big man, banging around inside, yeah. living in the paint is his game. Uh, but paired with two very good senior guards who started as freshmen uh, a couple of years ago now, but really bring a lot of experience to this Brush team. Uh, Andre Harris and DJ Dial. Um, you know, everybody, Hewley gets a lot of the attention being a 6'8", you know, center. Um, you know, DJ Dial's out there on the outside. Uh, he is, the word to describe him would be small but mighty. Uh, the kid uses his speed to beat defenders. Really good court vision uh, with a good pull-up jumper to help keep defenders honest. Uh, and then pairing alongside of his partner in crime, Andre Harris, who's the more physical of the guards. He's that driving attacker that'll get through contact and finish around the rim, uh, where Huey's there to clean anything up, uh, and then obviously kicking it out to guys like DJ. Um, but another another kid to keep an eye on, though, uh, more of an unknown name, Elmore James. Uh, he's a freshman uh, joining you know these couple of senior guards along with Huey in the middle there. Uh, Long, athletic, but very strong, certainly for his age. Uh, I'm very interested to see how how James's game pairs uh, with the other big three from Brush uh, going up against Winton Woods. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing to say, too, uh, with that Brush team, Andre Harris, I believe, is a Wright State basketball mm. commit. So yes, he is. Being Wright State alums ourselves, it's got to be nice to see uh, getting him to see him play and then see what he'll be doing for the Raiders uh, next year on campus. Yes, uh, definitely. Winton Wo- Woods, it's that they kind of started the year off with uh, a loss. They had their guard Greg Tribble, who was one of the better uh, prospects in the class of 2019. He is tra- transferring to Huntington Prep. Yeah, he transferred out right right about the time Andre Gordon came back to Sydney. Yeah, so there might have been something going on there, but I, I'm not sure what. But, um, but losing him, it was a little rough. They still, <coughs> it's not just, but the, the cupboard's not bare. Aaron Ward is there. Uh, one of their top guys. He is a twenty plus twenty twenty six six forward. Um, last year played for Princeton, transferred over to Winton Woods at, at the okay. end of the year. Last year with Princeton didn't really impress me a lot at times. Uh, he was highly toted as a sophomore, but just really struggled to play the physical game. So I'm looking forward to him possibly guarding John Hewley, seeing how he plays uh, defensively and how he hangs with um, those guys. As for the team as a whole, they play a very tough schedule. Uh, some of their losses so far have been against West Claremont, Covington Catholic, and Princeton. But, you know, it's just part of the regular season. Obviously, this this tough schedule will get them ready for a tournament, and Brush will just be yet another matchup for them that's going to get them prepped for that. Awesome. Well, certainly, again, another matchup to look forward to. And then, obviously, as always with Flying to the Hoop, we've got the two nightcap games. Uh, the 6.30 slot, we've got... Another uh, prep matchup here. We've got Bella Vista from Arizona returning for 
the second night in a row at that 6.30 slot, mm-hmm. going up against uh, the International Sports Academy at Andrews Osborne, ISA. Yeah. ISA, a little bit unknown uh, coming from there at, at, uh, at Andrews Osborne. Um, I know they're going to be bringing a kid kid down, uh, Keon Ambrose. He's a junior, uh, so class of 2020, who's a guy who can get it done on, on both ends of the floor, really mm-hmm. long and athletic. Uh, using that that length to block shots and create space, um, but and the kids got bounce. I mean, oh, yeah. again, he'll get that. That's why they call it flying to the hoop coming out of the announcer. Uh, he'll be he'll be battling with some guys out on the court with him as well. Uh, Cordell Charles and Charles uh, Bediaco. Um, so again, relatively unknown squad. Not really sure what to uh, what to expect from them. Um, but certainly we'll know, you know, what they're up against after seeing Bella Vista on Saturday night. Absolutely. Well, and I think the other thing too to consider, we talked about it with Huntington Prep in the first <coughs> session was they're getting this is Bella Vista's second game, and with them playing Huntington Prep the night before, you know, fatigue and how guys are feeling is really going to be a big factor too. Oh, certainly, certainly. But again, two prep school matchups uh, should be a pretty good game. Looking forward to that one. Absolutely. And then we get to move into some some Ohio action here. We've got Garfield Heights taking on Wayne yep. uh, from right here in Dayton. Generally, a local powerhouse. Um, you know what's Garfield Heights bringing down from that that Cleveland area? Garfield Heights <coughs> is bringing some talent. That's for sure. Uh, and don't just because the record may not look great does not mean that these Bulldogs are uh, not a team to, to watch this year. They've got losses against Spire, St. Vincent, St. Mary, and Shaker Heights, which all tough losses. But they've got a sharpshooter by the name of Michi Johnson. Michi, Sonny Johnson's nephew, He's right? Nephew, yep. And he is. Uh, I believe we watched him last year when Garfield Heights played Prolific Prep and unfortunately mm. lost. Um, Michi's a sharpshooter, small small guy, but oh. still. Uh, he gets, gets it done. He gets it done. Absolutely. He's got a lot of high major interest. Uh, they will not be without, or excuse me, they will be without Alonzo Gaffney. He uh-huh. transferred to Brewster Academy begin the season. Yeah. Uh, you have to wonder if he was there, uh, if this team would, how much better this team would be. But still a lot there. Bryson Waller is their uh, senior stud in the post, and then. The coach's son, Sonny Johnson Jr., is finally on the team. He is a freshman, and he has already gotten a lot of interest from low major Division I schools, and he has shown that he can play. Another smaller guard, but he gets it done. Certainly, I know we like seeing Garfield Heights come to play. Sonny Johnson, you know, you see stuff from him all the time. The dude is just, he's a great guy, great coach. Absolutely. Constantly looking. I know they put on a showcase of their own Mm -hmm. uh, before Christmas or right around the holidays, but... Trying to get a lot of interest for a lot of those local Cleveland, Akron area teams. Uh, you know, Sonny, just all-around stand-up guy. I know we certainly enjoy the squads that he brings down. Uh, and they're going to be taking on traditional G-Walk powerhouse Wayne. You know, Wayne, a couple years ago, 2015, took out the number one uh, national team in the nation in Finley Prep. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had some up-and-down play this year. Um, you know, they've had they've had some good wins against teams like Trotwood, uh, probably the best team in the G Walk uh, right now, at least, anyways. But and just after Christmas, but uh, they they fell to Wayne in that slot. Um, you know, so Wayne's taking them out, but Wayne's also lost to some other teams that are not so strong. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Wayne certainly has more than enough ability to hang with Garfield Heights, but it, it could depend on which Wayne team shows up. I think the biggest issue with Wayne is you've got. 
people forget that they had four starters that they lost. That left after la- at and, the end of last season. And all four of them are playing sports of some sort. Three of them are playing basketball. Palmas at Ohio Dominican. Deshaun Parker and Quisenberry are playing at Youngstown St. James Madison. Then, of course, Blue Smith is at OH. I.O. Ohio State is a wide receiver. Yeah, but nonetheless, I, th- I think you kind of hit the, the nail on the head there. This has been an up-and-down year for Wayne. I think that this Garfield Heights game will give them a chance to hopefully get back into it because I do know they've got uh, some other tough games coming up, Covington Catholic and Fairmont after that. So yeah. definitely we'll continue to test them, but uh, yeah, definitely will be a great game for sure. And certainly a matchup to watch in that one is going to be Obviously, Michi leading the Garfield attack, going up against Ronnie Hampton, five oh, yeah. ten uh, senior from Wayne, averaging fifteen and a half. Um, you know, Ronnie's got a good first step and some handles uh, that he uses to attack the rim, uh, and then looking to find teammates off of that penetration. Um, probably needs to work a little bit on his outside game, but he certainly will lead the Wayne attack. Um, you know, he's paired up with again. I noticed. You said Michi was a sharpshooter. Well, Wayne's going to counter with a sharpshooter of their own. Uh, Rashad McKee, uh, just over 13 points a game. Um, The one thing that is clear from those who have seen him play is that the kid is a shooter. Mm -hmm. He does have the ability to get to the rim off the drive, but uh, dead-eye might be the best term for him. (laughs) Uh, They've got some other guys out there, uh, Talese Landers, who will help them uh, take on this Garfield Heights team. But again... Great Ohio on Ohio matchup here uh, to wrap up Sunday night. I know we're we're going to be looking forward to it, and it will be locked in. Great, absolutely. And that really takes us into uh, the final day of flying to the hoop, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, you know, a lot of kids off of school that day. Obviously, all the high school kids. So I expect Trent Arena to be packed. Well. I will say this. I don't know if you've been, if any of you've been following on Twitter. It is sold out. For Monday already, yeah, it's been sold out for over a week now. I think. Yeah, it's, and we'll get into why that is. We got some great matchups for sure. <coughs> but certainly, players. we've got a lot of high-profile talent coming oh, in. Absolutely. Uh, but to kick off that Monday morning, we've got uh, Pace Academy from Georgia uh, coming all the way up to take on take out a pretty good Thurgood Marshall team from right here in Dayton. Yep, Thurgood, and again, this is another example of don't look at the record, look at the team. The Cougars are four and six. But they've got a lot of young talent in the cupboard. Uh, it starts with their sophomores, Anthony McCombs and Chance Emerson. McCombs uh, especially is one of my favorite players to watch, not just in the City League, but in Dayton, especially at that grade. Uh, he's about 6'3". Again, got some growing to do. He's still got plenty of time to do it. He's already got the ball handling to be one of the better guards in the area. But his height at 6'3", if he can get some build on him and work on some more of his interior play, he could be a great inside-out guy going forward. And uh, Makai Elmore, he's a he's a, a name I just learned about probably a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's a freshman, and the I mean the guy can score. He put 30 points early in the year, and he's been putting about eight in between 18 and 20 since. I mean the guy has been just an absolute stud for the Cougars. But again, uh, the record doesn't show that, but they're going to get their hands full with that Pace Academy team. Oh, certainly. I mean, Pace Academy uh, coming again up out of Georgia. Uh, state champs two out of the last three years uh, in the 3A division down there in Georgia. Um, having a little bit of a down year though. I know they've got a, you know, they've got a lot of historical success there. Um, 
you know, certainly a name you'll probably recognize, Wendell Carter, Carter Jr., mm-hmm. uh, who played at Duke and then is now uh, on to the next level in the NBA, okay. uh, alumnus of Pace Academy. Um, again, having a little bit of an up-and-down year there. Um, but still I, an intriguing team. I think that, that Thurgood's going to be able to give them a really good game. Uh, they're led by 6'1 senior, uh, number zero, Miles Todd. Uh, quick dribble drive sort of a guy. Uh, real real crisp, clean finishing moves in the lane uh, to attack. Uh, he likes to do kind of the, the Rondo-style ball fakes and Euro steps uh, as his preferred moves to help him get to the hoop. Um, he's also an extremely good defender. Uh, the kid looks to jump into those passing lanes uh, get those steals to turn those into fast breaks and easy layups. Um, you know he pairs up pretty well with a six-five forward Cole Middleton, uh, another athletic kid on this pace team, uh, giving them a little bit more size and length. Uh, really good in tra- in transition. He seems to be the first one out on the break, uh, looking for that that down court pass there from mm-hmm. Todd. Um, <clears throat> also very good in the paint. Also keep an eye uh, moving forward on another guard for them, Rain Watkins. Uh, so Todd Middleton and Watkins seem to be the three leading the attack there, but I'm sure we'll give the Cougars all they can handle. Absolutely. Uh, and then we get into the 115 time slot. And we said that we said that the weekend or the Monday slot was sold out and has been. And that might be because of the biggest news of the entire weekend. You know, Spire Institute was slotted and scheduled to be here back in October. Mm-hmm. But shortly before Christmas, we got uh, a Christmas gift of our own. Yep, we, we found out that the, the ball effect will be in full effect in Kettering as LaMelo Ball transferred to Spire uh, right before Christmas. And with that, he's been bringing sold-out crowds in almost every game Spire has played. Well, it's like you said, it's the ball effect. And not only has the kid got, you know, a little bit of controversy around it, you know, playing overseas, uh, technically professionally in Europe, um, although, you know, he was cleared to play at the high school level because he never received payment for those games. But uh, he played over in Lithuania with his older brother. Angelo. Um, Angelo, yeah, yep. ball. Uh, but certainly, um, I'm going to guess there's going to be some big baller brand uh, walking around Trent Arena. Um, Wouldn't be spri- the Spire team seems to be the real deal though. They're as as of now they're undefeated. Oh, absolutely. And and, and <clears throat> even if you take Lamelo Ball out of the picture, this is still a great team. Uh, Rocket Watts Jr. He's number 28 in the ESPN top 100. He's a 6'2 guard going to Michigan State. Isaiah Jackson, he's number 14 in the junior class. He's got offers from Michigan State, Syracuse, Louisville. And one thing I love about the Spire team, when you watch any sort of film or anything on them, is just they fit perfectly with flying to the hoop because they're always flying over the hoop. I mean, you watch them and you see the amount of alley-oops and dunks they throw down. They almost make it look easy. All of them do. They certainly get crowds energized and rocking. Most of the time, just due to that little bit of controversy around LaMelo Ball, you know, he seems to almost invite the crowd uh, to get into it and try to get after him, but he, he feeds on it. Oh, absolutely. The kid, uh, you know, is a lot like his older brother Lonzo uh, in, you know, his ability not only to score but to distribute the ball. Mm-hmm. He tends to get these other athletic kids the ball, and like you said, it's a high-flying affair. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think, again, we talked about pro prep in our last episode uh, with Namari Burnett, Coleman Hawkins, Zach Harvey, you know, 
all of these kids are flashy and stylish, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, using uh, really creative moves on layups around the rim or getting out on the fast break to look to throw an alley-oop and, and jam at home. Um, certainly this is going to be the game of the weekend, I would imagine. I, I uh, it's going to be packed. That. It's going to be sold out. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, Tom Izzo comes down from Michigan State to get a look at Rocket Watts um, along with some of these other guys. Obviously, coaches are going to be keen to keep an eye on LaMelo Ball depending on you know how that goes, whether he's allowed to just transition straight to the NBA mm-hmm. uh, due to the age or if he will end up going to college for a year. I, you know, we'll it's certainly will believe that there's going to be more than enough uh, college scouts, coaches, uh, recruiters in the building on MLK Day. Well, not just that, but I mean, let's let's face it. If Lavar Ball, the father of Lamelo, is there, <clears throat> I would be willing to bet that he will be the one that gets the most uh, autographs or gives the most autographs out. It uh, will be the something of a circus, no doubt. Um, you know, but and again, like we said, it's the game of the weekend, but it's you know. That's just the 1 o'clock slot. Right. Uh, we start moving into the 3 o'clock slot. Uh, again, we've got another matchup of some smaller schools. We've got Cardinal Stretch coming down from the Toledo area, taking on Marion Local. Uh, you know, Cardinal Stretch last year, uh, really good team from last year. Returning a number of really good players, obviously led by Joey Holyfield. Uh, kid this year's averaging, you know, 16.5 points a game. Strong athletic guard who uses that strength to get inside uh, and to finish when they get out on the break. Uh, but he's also, he's got two wingmen with him. Uh, Jordan Burton, uh, smaller 5'10 senior. Small but quick guard, really good handles. Uh, has enough range to hit from the outside, uh, but he really uses that speed to get by defenders. Um, keeps him honest with a, with a decent mid-range pull-up game. Uh, and then... Pairs along with that third guy on the squad, uh, Little Anderson. Uh, this is the kid that brings the bounce uh, for this stretch squad. Long and athletic, likes to get in passing lanes to get them out on the break. Um, you know, he's kind of the last of the three musketeers on this Cardinal stretch team. Well, they're going to have a heck of a matchup when they get Marion Local. Those guys, the Flyers, they're the defending state champions in Division Four. They... Right now, they're 5-3, and three, but when you look at who they've lost to, they have a one-point loss against an Anna team that is under the radar in Dayton, and they are also undefeated. They also have a win-loss with St. Henry. It was interesting. They played St. Henry in a tournament, holiday tournament, <coughs> and beat them by five, and then played their regular season scheduled game a couple weeks day, or excuse me, days later and lost by five. St. Henry is the number one ranked team in Division Four right now. Okay. So, heck, they, I mean, they have played some great small schools already. They are led by their senior, Nathan Bruns, who is a Finley basketball commit. Okay. Uh, also a great quarterback as well for the football team. But on the on the hardwood floor, you know, Bruns has been a difference maker. Uh, last year's state tournament showed us that he can take over a game. He ended up hitting not one but two big shots to keep that game going against um, – who was that out of there last year? Cornerstone Christian. I was yep. thinking Crestview for some reason. Uh, beat cor- they beat Cornerstone State. Uh, Bruns, he's 6'7". He's got great size. So I'll be interested to see how Cardinal Stretch uh, chooses to guard him if they go man or if they have to bring a guy like Little Anderson up to guard him at times. Yep. And I think that's probably what you're going to see more often as he is the bigger of the three. Um, 
again, moving on, uh, you know, to, to wrap up this Monday night, we've got, you know, the last three games here kind of kicking off the evening slot here. We've got Cleveland Heights uh, coming down, obviously, from Cleveland, and we've got Hughes coming up from the Cincinnati area. That's right. So, uh, you know, Cleveland Heights, I'm yeah. sure everybody's aware uh, since Alonzo Gaffney left uh, Garfield Heights, uh, Jalen Withers, he's their he's their senior forward, number one recruit in Ohio. The dude is fearless. He is relentless when he goes to attack the rim. Got all the length you can imagine, uh, all sorts of handles, and he's he is a smooth shooter. Um, but also uses that length and athleticism to wreak havoc on the defensive end as well. Uh, certainly really keeping an eye on Jalen uh, and his game, uh, you know, as he looks to take that game to the next level at uh, Louisville next year, mm-hmm. um, playing for uh, a good Cardinal squad down there in Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Uh, he'll be flanked by Nigel Martin, another forward senior who's a high flyer himself. Uh, again, really strong uh, forward here. Going to put up a battle inside. Uh, and then another guy, uh, another shooter, Harris Kern, Plays really well off of Withers and Martin, uh, kind of their dribble drive game, kicking it out to him to be able to uh, knock down shots from the perimeter. Taking on a, a Hughes team from Cincinnati that's not bad themselves. Yeah, and I think, again, this was a, this was a situation with Hughes. We weren't really sure what to expect. Uh, last year they had their stud senior Giovanni Santiago that uh, ended up yep. graduating. They lose a couple other pieces too, like DJ Br- uh, Bruton, but... Really didn't know what to expect, but the Big Red have really not dropped off at all. They're eight and two. They've lost both their losses to a Taft and Muller team that both of which are great powerhouses teams. in their respective divisions. Yeah, so they by no means have any bad losses, and they actually come at the uh, Cleveland Heights with a freshman that may be one of the best in the entire country. Oh, really? Paul McMillan. He is currently second in the CMAC, but in scoring, but he's putting up twenty three points a game. Three assists, four rebounds. Just an absolute baller. I mean, yeah. he, he is a difference maker on both ends of the floor. Offensively is where he makes his mark, and he is by far one of the best players in that conference, and that includes teams like Taft. Um, another thing with Hughes, they're riding a seven-game winning streak right now. Oh, boy. So if you do the math, Moeller and Taft were their <coughs> two of their first three losses, so they have not lost since losing to those two teams. So... You know they they're going to come in ready to play with Cleveland Heights, and we could actually see uh, one of the better matchups of the weekend, or one of the best games potentially. Oh, absolutely! Coming down the stretch there, and I think that's going to lead us right again into our the nightcap here. We've got a a Harvest Prep team uh, coming into Dayton along with the team from Madison, Ohio. Correct, Tony? Uh, Middletown, but yes. Oh, uh, Middletown, Madison. Middletown, yeah. Madison. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about Madison. Uh, first off, they're one of my favorite teams to cover in Dayton. They are, in my opinion, the most under-the-radar team at the moment. Coming out from the, the Southwest Buckeye League, correct? That, that is correct, yep. They are 11-1. and They're undefeated in Southwestern Buckeye League. And honestly, one of my favorite stats to share about them, they're only giving up 43 points a game. Whew. I mean, they and, they and of those games, they have not given up more than 60 in a game all year. Okay. The most they've given up is 51 and two times. So right. this is a defensive-minded team, and <coughs> I think a lot of people are kind of dismissing them. But come tournament time, this this team could be the team that people are talking about. As for Monday night, they'll bring two uh, two of their best players. The first one is Grant Wisman. 
He is a junior, one of the top juniors in the state of Ohio. Haven't got a chance to see him play yet this season. Uh, he was injured early in the year, but when he is healthy, offense, again, is his game. Got a very smooth jump shot. At 6'7", he's able to have size advantage, really, against whoever he plays, especially with Southwestern Buckeye League opponents being not that height as at the guard position. Correct. So he gets that. Another another name maybe a lot of people haven't heard of, Levi McMonagle. He's a senior. Uh, really a double-double machine. 15.7 boards a game. Ooh. Again, not he wasn't healthy to start off the year. Now that he is healthy, he's been showing that he's been one of the better uh, rebounders. He's also one of the better shot blockers too. Uh, I'll be would not be surprised if he is uh, sending a couple of harvest prep layups back into the rafters. Well, I think again, I think harvest prep's going to have something to say about that as well. <laughs> I mean, they're the number three team in, in Division Three. Um, they've got a trio uh, of players out here who are going to give. They're going to give this Middletown Madison team uh, I, what I think is going to be a great game. I know you said, uh, you know, they're going to be bringing a, a defense that's been uh, pretty stonewall to this point in the season. Um, but they're led by C.J. Anthony. He's a six-one guard. Yep. This kid's averaging 24.5 a game. Oh, wow. He is the definition of a strong guard. He's got all the build to back up his game. The kid is fast, and he can jump out of the gym. A good outside shot and a willing passer. He certainly has game to take himself to the next level. Uh, you know, he'll have another year after this one to really perfect that um, and to start getting some of those higher D1 offers, which I would expect to see from him. Um, but, you know, they've got two seniors behind Anthony as well. Uh, Elijah Glenn is a 6'5 senior, uh, and Brandon Beavers is a 6'2 senior. Uh, Glenn's averaging just over 12 points a game. Beavers is right around uh, 11 and a half a game. Uh, Glenn is their, is their big body in the middle. Uh, you know, he's got really good footwork uh, and ability inside. Um, but for his size, he's not afraid to step out to the three-point line, have a little bit of fun and knock it down, moves well, jumps well. Um, and then Beavers is their dribble-drive attacker uh, who really plays well on both ends of the floor. Uh, he and Anthony will put a lot of pressure Again, you talked about Middletown having uh, a good defense. I think Beavers and Anthony are going to put a lot of pressure on this team uh, to get turnovers and to look to get out into the brink with their athleticism and speed is is how they dominate games. Absolutely. So we'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brings us to the nightcap. Uh, and probably what is, on paper, looks to be one of the best matchups of the weekend. Uh, we've got the number... Uh, yeah, the number two team in Division One coming over from Columbus, Pick Central, taking on local G-Walk powerhouse to Trotwood, Madison. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously when you think about Pick Central, obviously your first thought goes to Jeremiah Francis. Uh, you know, the University of North Carolina commit, who got hurt at the beginning of last season, was out all season. Uh, actually looked to be making a pretty good comeback this summer. Um, but then shortly before this season, you know, ended up with a micro fracture again in, in his knee that he had just come back from surgery from, uh, which which put him down uh, for the remainder of this season. So his high school basketball career is over. Uh, certainly, I know Roy Williams down there at North Carolina is going to be looking to to get him into the fold uh, after this season. Um, I'm interested to see how he's going to perform at the next level after having now almost two full years out of the game. Absolutely. Um, you know, 
But as we talk about the current team and the team that has been, you know, one of the best teams in Division One, you know, Dayton locals are going to recognize uh, two players from Springfield High School, a team that's playing here early in the weekend, uh, in Jay Rogers and uh, Sam Towns. But from what I hear, they will not actually be joining the Tigers on the court. Yeah, as a, again another source of mine uh, with the OHSAA's new rule they came out with for transfer rules, players can be eligible to play the first half of the year but not the second half. And as far as as of today, what I have heard is that both Towns and Rogers will not be eligible. I don't know if they're fighting it right now or if they're appealing or if that's already happened or if will happen, but as of right now, it sounds like they will not be playing in that game. That's going to be a big loss for this Tigers squad. I know Rogers, again, 6'2", senior guard, uh, really good lefty shooter, was averaging just over 11 points a game, uh, and they're losing some size. Sam Towns, he's not a bulky 6'8", but he's 6'8". The kids, yeah. he is long uh, with above average speed for his size. Uh, you know, he uses that speed to get by those bulkier defenders, but, uh, you know... Looks like he might be taking a seat. One could only imagine had they stayed at Springfield along with, you know, Raheem Moss and some of those other guys, what that team could have done. Um, You know, with Springfield playing as well as they have so far this year, had they stayed put, I think Springfield could have been one of the best teams in Ohio. But unfortunately, unfortunately, that's not the case. But the Tigers will still look to attack uh, with their number one guy, Javon Garcia, 6'3", senior, Uh, Averaging just shy of 19 points a game. Uh, And this kid has all the talent in the world uh, to join, you know, his fallen brother Francis at the next level. Uh, Maybe not at UNC, uh, but certainly D1 talent-wise. Absolutely. Um, The kid's got bounce. He's got speed. uh, He's got all the technical acumen to get past defenders, to get to the rim. Uh, and the kid's got a crafty little step back to keep everybody <coughs> on their toes. Makes him extremely hard to guard. Uh, you know, from the film I've seen, he might be one of the toughest kids in Ohio to defend uh, when he's got the ball in his hands. Absolutely. Uh, and they're, they're, they're really driven inside by a motor down low. 6'7", uh, senior uh, Colton Landis. I think he just committed to play uh, at Rio Grande. Yep. Um, but... What I like to say about Colton Landis is, man bun, get it done. <laughs> Kid's got a fun hairstyle, uh, and like I said, he brings a lot of energy to this Tigers squad. You will see him battling down low, uh, getting rebounds, putting the ball back up, uh, occasionally sneaking out to that three-point line to get it for a little bit of fun. Uh, but high energy, plays great defense. Uh, I think he's going to – I think he'll be a, a name to watch this weekend – a good size along with Garcia, but taking on a Trotwood team that has been what some would say unmerciful <laughs> to the G-Walk this season. Uh, I think that another word that just comes to mind right away is just wow. Um, they are averaging 102 points a game this season. At I the mean, high school level. They have been just unmerciful. Um Granted, some of the teams they have faced in the G-Walk have not necessarily been the best teams to put face. But, I mean, Centerville, they beat by 10. Xenia, they beat by 35. Wayne, obviously, their only blemish was a three-point overtime loss. And it was at Wayne. Yes. So, I mean, this team is... But even even with the, the not playing the best talent, there's still a lot of talent on this team. I mean, when you're talking a high school clock... 
the amount of time that's in the high school game. Anytime you've got a team that's getting close to the century mark, mm-hmm. you know, that's a lot of offense. And they're averaging over 100 points a game. Yeah. I mean, they've got two games this season. You know, their first game of the season, they put up 133 points on West Carroll at the high school level. Yeah. That's unheard of. Yeah. And then they come back and, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, January 8th against Greenville, again, not a great opponent in terms of skill. You know, Greenville was only able to put up 48 points. Trotwood put up 138. They beat them by 90 points. I mean, when you talk about Trotwood, you know, the G-Walk's been going through some realignment discussions recently. A lot of those G-Walk North teams are actually leaving the G-Walk in the coming years. Yep, that is uh, that is confirmed. It's actually not just the G-Walk North, but it is the uh, North and the South divisions. Trotwood technically is in the G-Walk South, South yeah. but the way the G-Walk is aligned, the, there's four divisions total. Two are yep. what's considered the G-Walk American, and then two are the G-Walk National. National. Everyone in that division with Trotwood is leaving and leaving the Rams by themselves to stay either in the G-Walk or go somewhere else. So really, I think Trotwood has taken this season, and and I think they've kind of been on what might be considered a revenge tour of sorts. <laughs> uh, they're kind of taking that animosity from being left behind and are just unleashing their fury mm. amongst every G-Walk school that they've come up against. Yeah. So Well, and with the Pickerington Central, it may not be a G-Walk team, but I still think that this Trotwood team is going to challenge the Tigers. Oh, as... certainly, especially now that Rogers and Towns aren't available. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be a game where, I mean, anything could happen. But I would look for this Trotwood team to come out and give Pick Central everything they can handle and probably more. Well, let's just just listen to the stat line of Trotwood's top player, Amari, Amari Davis. Davis. So this is this is our game averages here. This is all right. Twenty eight points a game, six rebounds, six steals, three assists. To some that may not be that impressive. To me, as a former basketball dude's player, filling up the box score sheet. That's almost a triple double average. Yeah. And what I love about Amari <clears throat> is not just that he's really picked up the scoring. I don't want to say the slack, but he really filled in. Miles Blue was Trotwood's go-to scorer last year. Obviously now at Saginaw Valley State. Davis really filled the void, and there was no drop-off. And one of my favorite things about Davis since I've watched him play as a freshman, uh, his he's a defensive nightmare. Yes, he at is. At 6'4", he's technically a small forward, but really, he could be a shooting guard, or he could be a two guard. And his length and just arm reach is just—it's incredible. He's able to read passing lanes, jump passing lanes, and don't be surprised if you see a couple tomahawk dunks on the fast break because he's been doing that to teams all year. Oh, and I'm imagining—I mean, I mean, the kid's got D1 talent. He's going to Green Bay, mm-hmm. so certainly uh, we'll be looking uh, for him uh, next year as he potentially takes on right state in the horizon league um hopefully he'll take it a little easy on our raiders <laughs> i mean but depending again fun kid to watch the kid's got all the talent in the world but um, he, but he's not even the only one you also got uh justin stevens another he's a toledo <clears throat> football recruit okay in the paint 
really a, a, a force to reckon with in the low post, especially as a shot blocker and as a, a rebounder. He's so strong, and I think he's going to give Landis a heck All of a he matchup. Handle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you've got Carl Blanton. He's a rising junior, uh, really a facilitator and a great guard scorer for them. And then also they've got another player, Malachi Matthews, three-point specialist is okay. a really big thing with him. He's a, a streaky shooter, and if Pick Central loses sight of him, you're going to be giving up a lot of uh, open and maybe uncontested shots, which are not good for them. I was going to say, I think Blanton's actually cracked the top five as far as offensive scoring goes for the G-Walk at, at just shy of 20 points. He's, he's averaging about 18, 18.9, so just shy of 19 yeah. points a game. Uh, certainly looking to join uh, Amari Davis up there in the top five by the end of the by the end of the season. So I've got no doubt that Trotwood's got more than enough weapons to hang with this Pick Central team, especially again down two men from the start of the season. Uh, so as far as a nightcap on the whole weekend, again I think going to be one of the better matchups. Certainly a fun matchup. Uh, you know, being a local team, Trotwood's going to pack out that gym. Oh yeah. So come eight fifteen. On Monday night, the Trent Arena is still going to be extremely loud, exciting. It'll be a great matchup to the end of the night. And guys, that's really that's our that's our preview for the Flying to the Hoop weekend here again, uh, January eighteenth through the twenty first MLK Day weekend at Trent Arena here in Dayton. Um, as always, again, uh, DM us, tweet at us on Twitter. Let us know what you think uh, so far. Uh, for our first two episodes here, I know Tony and I are excited uh, to hear what you guys think and what we should do moving forward. Uh, certainly, again, if you see us out there, we'll be in our uh, Southwest Ohio full court press uh, outfits. Uh, so make sure to stop by, say hi, um, and we'll be looking forward forward to uh an exciting flying to the hoop weekend absolutely favorite it's my favorite favorite time of the year favorite weekend and um eric horchman again really gave us a great slate and i'm looking forward to seeing some of these matchups certainly indeed well tony thanks uh again uh being my best friend partner in crime and doing this certainly looking forward to a great weekend uh guys keep an eye out uh for more things to come from southwest ohio full court press uh, as we wrap up MLK Day weekend here next weekend, uh, look out for kind of our final thoughts episode, episode number three. Uh, we're kind of going to go back and look at, you know, the top ten things from the weekend, uh, you know, as things shake out and as final buzzers sound, uh, whether we get some upsets or some really good matchups, um, as well as, you know, some guys that we may not have seen or known about before, but guys to look forward to as we start moving into uh, playoff time here uh, in Ohio. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, and thanks again for joining us. See you guys next time.